you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple, and that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Quick business up top, last call for March start dates for business coaching. Please connect with me via Instagram or email if you're looking for a coach to help you build out your next chapter of this thing we called life. To date, I've worked with hundreds of amazing humans like you, supporting them to launch their online businesses with ease and success. Go to KelseyRidal.com for all the details. So life is good. You've got a dream job as the lead makeup artist on one of Canada's top talk shows. They love you and respect your work, and the culture there is awesome. Yet, you've got this little yearning inside of you that keeps whispering, life is short, you're meant to be doing something else. This is the story of Natalie Matthias. Recognized as one of Toronto's most sought-after beauty professionals, Natalie Matthias's experience spans 17 years across multiple f- platforms. Her incredible talent has earned her the position of key makeup artist for numerous national lifestyle programs, including the Social and Etox Oscar Red Carpet Special. Over the course of her extensive career, Matthias has worked alongside a long list of celebrities, thought leaders like Liz Gilbert and Ariana Huffington, and social influencers. For the past while, Natalie has been challenging the ever-evolving concept of beauty, and she's been honing her craft as a wellness expert. Natalie co-founded and has led an intimate local meditation group for women entrepreneurs and creatives called the Peace Warriors since 2014. She's truly an OG to this game. It is a path that started in her youth with the loss of both parents to disease and disconnects to a healthy work-life balance. These life-altering experiences are what have inspired Natalie to have a passion to spread mindfulness and meditation. Her warm and inviting presence has allowed her to introduce meditation to work offices, while her one-on-one meditation coaching styles allow clients to find achievements in areas that may have otherwise been considered unachievable. The combination of Natalie's makeup artist talents and focus on the growth of inner beauty through meditation creates her unmatchable ability to offer a full range of creative offerings for any type of event hoping to communicate purpose and wellness. You can find Natalie busy leading mindfulness-based workshops for Mindfulness Without Borders to entrepreneurs, to professionals and CEOs in the workplace such as WeWork and Deloitte. Natalie is known for her soothing voice and grounding presence that makes her a suitable fit for any environment. 
Natalie is filled with immense gratitude for every opportunity to share space and time in meditation. And I can definitely attest to this. So Natalie, number one, has the most soothing voice in the world. You are going to love listening to this podcast. I think I'll listen to it as my bedtime lullaby all week long. And number two, uh, as I was reading this bio out, there was that section that Natalie feels gratitude for every opportunity. Every time I am chatting with Natalie or that I'm with her, she's always so grateful. She's always saying, thank you, Kelsey. I'm so excited to be part of your community. Thank you for coordinating. And the gratitude just pours out of her and she has the most positive, incredible energy. So if Natalie's name sounds a bit familiar coming from me, it might be because she's actually been offering a couple beautiful opportunities for my visionary community to get to know her over the last few weeks. On Valentine's Day, she led my past and current clients through a guided meditation specific for entrepreneurs. How cool, right? And last week, she and I did a collaborative Instagram Live so that you could both get fired up for our episode. So in this episode of the Visionary Life Podcast, we are diving into the phone call that made her leave her job and follow her true calling, how to balance the need for security while also taking care of your highest health, energy, and spirit. Natalie shares why she decided to leave her full-time job as the lead makeup artist on social. She talks about overcoming fear when you quit a full-time job, the roller coaster ride that comes alongside starting a business. Why it's great to ask someone what they're most excited about right now. And Natalie also shares her deeper why behind starting her business. She has so many amazing things going on in her business right now. And the best way to stay in touch with her is by finding her on Instagram at natalie.matthias. You can find all of the links in the show notes as well on my website. Natalie has graciously offered my visionary community some incredible discount codes, which again, I'll put in the show notes, but she is offering a one month free trial to join the Innervation Collective. It's a monthly subscription that gives you access to live weekly online meditations with other entrepreneurs. And you can also access monthly movement classes, special events, and talks. You can use code VisionaryLife at checkout to get that one month free trial. So visionary and then life. So two separate words. You can also use code visionary on her website for 20% discount on all of her other services. Quickly, before we dive into this episode with Natalie, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is made possible by my favorite health food store on this planet, Healthy Planet. With the best prices, the largest selection, and brands you will not find anywhere else, Healthy Planet is a shopping experience that I can 100% stand behind. A few clicks and I have a box of healthy goodies dropped right on my doorstep, or I can head to one of their over 28 and growing Ontario-based stores. The best part about shopping at Healthy Planet is that you can use a discount code. So you can use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save 10% on any online order over $49. So whether that's essential oils, natural beauty, supplements, kombucha, they have it all. And might I recommend getting a lavender essential oil or maybe a frankincense to use during your meditations with Natalie. (laughs) So use code VISIONARY10 
Visionary10, that's Visionary10 at checkout to save 10% on any online order over $49. Let's get into this week's episode. So Natalie, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited to sit down with you and chat today. And I was just telling you before we started recording that when I put out a call to action for some questions from my audience, I had a whole lot of people reach out and say they had been to one of your workshops or they've mm-hmm. worked with you in the past and they love your vibe. And so I thought that was really <sighs> cool. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you. That's just so heartwarming um, just to know that people are out there um, you know, open to my mission and what I have to share with others. Um, it's always nice to connect in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And so to see that we have very, uh, uh, almost an overlap yeah. of audience, that makes me, almost makes me feel that this is synchronistic. I absolutely <laughs> agree. So cool. So we'll just dive in with some quick questions sure. so that the listeners can get to know you. So yeah. where did you grow up? Oh, yeah. I love this question. I grew up in the prairies. You did. <laughs> I grew up in Winnipeg, um, the world capital of Slurpees. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah, there was a huge Filipino community there, um, and uh, my parents landed there. So I, ra- I was raised there with a lot of my cousins in the bitter cold, in the dead heat of the summer. Um, little things that I love, love, love about Winnipeg is A, family. B, everyone, it's Friendly Manitoba. That's their tagline. So I feel like everybody is so warm there. And I grew up with Aurora Borealis. And I think that's just something you can say as unique. Not everybody gets to experience that. Absolutely. And when did you move to Toronto, just for context? Yeah, 2004. So it's always nice when people ask you that question because it's like, how many years ago is that? That's like 15 15 years years ago. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Now, is there a self-care practice that you've been really into or that's been lighting you up lately? Okay. Lighting me up lately. Yeah, I, I... I do these rituals that were um, passed on to me through um, a medicine man in San Francisco, and it's it's um, it's these personal rituals that you know I keep to myself. But it's one of those things that I connect to my spirit guides and my nature guides, and uh, it's a way to have communication and connection to this bigger energetic um, calling or, you know, um, clarity and intuition, all of that is like a space where I can really go to when I'm confused and lost. Mm, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite day of the week? And tell us why. Ooh, uh, my favorite day of the week. That's a really good question. Um, right now, I think it's Wednesdays. Um, Wednesdays because it's the day that I most enliven because I'm doing the most consistent work on Wednesday with meditation. So just on last Wednesday, I went to five different offices. I can't even count how many people that I was able to share meditation with. Um, And by the end of that day, I'm always just full in the heart because it's to be able to reach people and share a tool that I think is so impactful and beneficial to 
having this lightness and joy in life, it's, it's something that we can all access, um, but we don't take the time to. I love to hear that you say mm. you feel full in the heart after visiting five <laughs> different offices because yeah. for most people, work to them is draining and it doesn't give them that sense of fullness. And I think that's a true testament to when you do something you love, yeah. you can you know, have that long day, but it still leaves you feeling, yes, maybe tired, but sure. that sense of fulfillment, which is so yeah. beautiful to hear. Mm. Um, and last rapid fire question, Fill in the blank for me. Okay. Something I am really loving about my business lately is... Something that I'm really loving about my business is... Mm, how things are coming... Now that I've set intentions and almost set goals or containers, I like to call them containers, that container is being filled more with... Um, an attraction versus over effort. Ooh, so good. Mm -hmm. So good. Okay, so let's zoom the lens back a little bit because we want to know what you were up to before this whole business launched, <laughs> your personal brand and everything yeah. amazing you have going on right now. So maybe you can just take us back to the place of what you were up to when you first entered the working world. Like what yeah. was your career path and what were you hoping to um, <laughs> devote your life's work to at the time? Right. Well, when I was really young, at least in high school, I remember taking my first entrepreneurship um, entrepreneurship class, business class. And my dream truly was to be a successful businesswoman, oh, whatever so that cool. may mean. So I went to school for business. Um, and I went into marketing and international business, which was so funny because back in those days, we were really talking about more uh, about globalization and how Walmart and, and these bigger corporations are taking over the small, you know, smaller independent businesses. And, and now that's just the norm. And it's so interesting how things can change so quickly. Um, but then while I was going to university, I did an exchange in the UK uh, for a semester and I had come back and I was looking for a job. And my friend had, was working at a cosmetic counter in the mall. And she was just like, you could work here. And I was like, I know nothing about makeup. And she's like, you're a creative person. You'll do fine. I'll teach you the ropes. So I started from there. And so throughout um, my university degree, I was um, able to work part-time. I went from a small cosmetic company to Chanel and then to Mac. And then when, as I was graduating university, I had the opportunity to manage, um, assist and manage a Mac store. And back then Mac was huge, right? And they did so much development in training their staff. Mm -hmm. And so I stayed with them um, for a couple of years, and then I wanted to move to a larger market. I had already experienced the world, so all I knew was expansiveness and more opportunity. And that kind of uh, made me want to move close to home still, so still within Canada, and I was always interested in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And so then what was nice was I had an old regional manager from Chanel. She was so lovely. She always knew I wanted to move to a larger company, a uh, larger city. And her old VP of Chanel had moved to a company called California Tan. And that was my first job in Toronto. So I got, I moved here to do a mix of marketing and uh, makeup. Very cool. Yeah. And were you 
happy in that career path? Or were you feeling like, oh, this isn't necessarily my calling. Maybe it's time to make a change. What were your sentiments at the time? At that time, I was excited, right? I never had a real marketing job. So it was the first time that I could almost apply what I learned in school. And I, but I felt as if that was just a gateway or a path to move to Toronto because shortly thereafter, my father had passed away. And at that point, then I started to reanalyze what was, you know, the meaning of life. And when I was in Winnipeg, I loved makeup artistry and I wanted, I never could say I was a makeup artist because I felt like I was always behind the counter and I was more a salesperson. And so when my father had passed away and things were shifting at um, the, the company, um, I decided I was going to take a leap and see if I could make it as a makeup artist. Mm -hmm. And it was just a calling. And so I, you know, did everything free at first. I worked part-time jobs to make it happen. And that's how I landed in TV makeup. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's such an important lesson to draw from what you just said, that you did yeah. have to work for free and take on multiple gigs. And oh. sometimes the hustle is real when you're trying yes. to make your passion into your work and yeah. you're not always going to find that full-time gig that pays you a million dollars right away um, sometimes it's important to diversify your income streams and to put in yeah, that hard and work I think you know from I you know I try to stay away from the word hustle even though I know that is something that is real that we feel that we have to um, experience, but how f from years of doing it, I realized really what that time is, is just full exploration and experimentation, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't know where you want to land. And when you're at the beginning of something, there's so many little niche areas. Mm -hmm. And so it's great to just get your feet wet and, and explore different relationships and different areas. And then those things start to become clearer mm -hmm. on which direction you really want to focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I definitely remember a phase when yeah. I was trying to figure out my my life's purpose and my work of saying yes to every opportunity. Yes. And of course, now like yeah. I'm really just learning the the art of the word no. <laughs> yeah. But I think there is a phase yeah. in our lives where you do need to um, just be open to what's available, and it's mm -hmm. okay to maybe spend some weekends or evenings or early mornings doing things because. You're, you're in a time of learning and just figuring out what's yeah, next. Yeah, I think it's great. That's interesting. I love that you say that because there is a balance of like practicing yes, which I think is very valuable when you feel like you're on autopilot, right? You know, when you're talking about you, uh, your audience who, who might want to be exploring new areas, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the time where it, it's fantastic to go out there and try new things. That's like a yes time. Mm -hmm. And and at the same time, there could be, you know, the, the setting of healthy boundaries in self-care, in being able to know when you're giving too much versus, you know, feeding your soul. That's that's the no time. That's mm -hmm. interesting. I like that. Yeah. Very. Um, it's uh, a good thing to think about. Yeah. yeah. That there are different seasons of our lives. Yeah. So you said you landed in TV and film makeup. Yes. So just give us a little bit of a rundown <laughs> of that part of your career path. Right. So. I mean, I never really, when I was going through university, I never thought I was I was going to land in makeup or television makeup. It was all synchronistic also in a sense of I had taken an airbrush course. I was just curious about it because that was the trend at the time. 
Then what happened was I was doing a free gig for a friend of mine who owned a PR company and I was doing the breakfast show. I did the morning show. The makeup artist came across from the other way and she just was like, hey, you know, I like your work. We're looking for more on-call people. Would you like to be part of that? And I was like, sure. And they were looking specifically for airbrush um, artists, which... You know, it's interesting when you take on something and sometimes you don't know the reason for it and then it lands full circle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was pregnant at that time. So I was probably five months pregnant. Um, And then they had me on for four months and I went on mat leave and they liked my work. And it was a gift, I would say, in a sense of I was able to work part time as you know, I wanted to go back to work after having a child, you know, like sometimes you worry about how everything is going to land or if you're capable of being able to manage work and home life. And Mm -hmm. that truly I felt like was a gift. Mm -hmm. And during this time, you say you were a little bit scatterbrained. You forget (laughs) things and misplace things a lot. Yeah. And so first of all, was that a result of being a new mom and having a baby? Oh, I wish. I wish it came later. (laughs) I felt like I was, I I came out of my, out of my mom's womb that way. It really was. It really was. um, So was this what prompted you to find meditation? Like, what did you mean when you wrote that statement? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wrote that statement because it truly is without even me knowing that I was seeking a a solution. It was really the only way for me to not judge myself because, you know, I had a sister, I had people around me who it's interesting. You always gravitate to maybe people who are opposite of you Mm -hmm. and they're so organized, right? They have everything intact. They, they, they're the ones who remind me if I need reminders. But when you're, and, and the thing is, after years, I realized that's what makes me unique, right? Mm-hmm. And in a sense of I'm able to be more flexible and able to go with the flow more so than having everything controlled. Mm-hmm. But there is something on the flip side of it where you feel like you're not good enough, mm-hmm. right? And that scatterbrain of, um, you know, having to be so present, it's, it actually helps me bo- me be more present because yeah. I'm so in tune with the moment, not so much versus, you know, what's happening two days from now and what do I need to be prepared? I'm like really in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I think it wasn't a way of trying to, you know, it set me up for meditation. I think that was my coping mechanism since I was young, you know, mm-hmm. to how do I come back from those feelings where I'm judging myself over and over again that I lost my millionth debit card. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment here, okay? (laughs) Um, How were you introduced Um, to meditation? How did you find it? How did you hear about it? Through books when I was younger at first. um, You know, when I it's interesting when you have deep loss at a younger age, um, what happens is you're just seeking understanding. And then you cross people who might have books. Um, you you see it. I mean, Oprah was a big help. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> right? All of us had Oprah at that time. Oh. So it was simply books. And all I knew of it was just breath work. I didn't know it was meditation. I had no idea that that's what I was kind of doing at the time because meditation yeah. wasn't a, a buzzword back in, back in the day, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I think there was a really pivotal point um, 
now it would have been, ooh, I think five years ago um, that we went to a meditation retreat with two of my best friends. And that changed my course. It was, um, you know, a deep dive into connecting within. And really their only ask of us was to go out and continue and share if, if people were curious. And mm -hmm. so we would meet every full moon, every new moon to do a little group meditation. And then slowly people would start to hear about it or we'd talk about it and people would want to join. And that group kind of just became larger and more connective and they were that's kind of when Peace Warriors was created. It was just um, a space that attracted artists, entrepreneurs, and it was it wasn't intentional that it was all, you know, um, it was all female. It was simply that I think it was just a safe space that mm -hmm. we had, um, and it just kind of became a bond. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you go to this meditation retreat, and when you come home, are yeah. you still working at the social and doing oh, yeah. your, yeah, your yeah, makeup yeah. artistry? Oh, yeah. I was doing that for at least another three years. It wasn't a clear sight that I wanted to become a meditation teacher. Okay. But yeah. you were devoting probably a lot of your free time yeah, exactly. outside of work to exactly. building this community. You called it Peace Warriors? Yes. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. I just, and, and every, it was just a regular thing that, kept us grounded mm -hmm. um and then it was after a certain point i realized how much how deeply um content i was in that circle mm -hmm. and then that's when i started to explore guiding meditation so up until that point we we just listen to meditations online. So we just yeah. find ones that we were interested in. And some people would do things like other workshops and they would bring their inspiration. Um, and then that's kind of when I started guiding. And then I was called to do, I was also doing Pilates at the same time just going to class and then it landed that they were doing a Pilates teacher training course and so I decided to take it because I was feeling very healed by the movement and now that I could reflect on it you know I wasn't it wasn't a thing that I wanted to be a Pilates teacher mm -hmm. um, I do teach movement but it really taught me the skill of holding space Mm -hmm. and actually built my ability to communicate and share my voice. So without even knowing that was part of the elements again, I just mm -hmm. knew that it was a calling. I was pulled to take the course without any expectations and that's kind of how it landed. Yeah. It's funny, there's such a common thread of people I talk to on this mm -hmm. podcast and myself included mm -hmm. of having some sort of fitness training, whether it's Pilates trainer, or becoming mm -hmm. a spin instructor or yoga teacher, helping you to find your voice, mm -hmm. which then carries on into your life, which maybe it helped me with my podcast because yes. I had taught so many classes. Yes. Maybe for you, it just got you more comfortable in front of yes. people, yeah. guiding them, talking yeah. to them, teaching them. So yeah. uh, definitely something to be said for all these learning experiences that we mm -hmm. invest in, maybe not knowing or not sure if we want to make that into a career or a business, but it definitely puts you into that next step of your journey yeah. and who knows where, where it leads. So I'd love to hear that. So you said you started guiding meditation. So yes. did you start bringing like pitch decks to different people <laughs> and different corporations? <laughs> like how did you start to bring your brand? Maybe you didn't call it a brand at the time, but how did you yeah. start to like bring this to life and tell people, 
hey, I have this to offer. Do you want it? That's a good question. It, you know, looking back, I felt like it was just such a natural evolution. It just happened. I never really, now, you know, I, I do more of seeking in a certain direction because I, I want to be more aligned with what I want to share. But that beginning phase was still kind of that idea of exploration and experimentation. Um, and so it started at, at the studio space where I was offered my first class. And then in that class, I was ex able, be able to experiment different styles. And so that was kind of a stomping ground to just explore. Um, from there, I got another studio. From there, I worked with... Um, I was at Lululemon Attic. From there, that created an opportunity to collaborate with co-working spaces. So it was almost just this ripple effect. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what's interesting about the styles, like when you said, how did you learn how to, you know, almost customize your meditations? I think what's interesting is my ability to offer a range of meditations doesn't come from trying it's it's getting to know meditation and the different styles but also through my experience right so now i've had business experience now i've had being around entrepreneurs and artists and that is the energy that creates the ability to connect and to offer what is needed in that moment mm -hmm. versus trying to formulate something right so there's a lot of reliance on intuition mm -hmm. and trying to be there in without any preconceived notions mm -hmm. you know yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i love that so when did it come to the point of you thinking wow i can no longer balance <laughs> this meditation brand and business that i'm that i'm building yeah. and working full time because there must have been um yeah, a day or a week or a month where you just thought, I can't do both anymore. Yeah, it was a really interesting time. I remember it just like it was yesterday. I felt like I was working 60 hours a week, yeah. you know, and it was just... And that's doing, a lot when you have a family. Yeah, <laughs> you and, and to think back, sometimes you always are in awe of what you are capable of at that time. Um, but I think what it really, it, it had more to do with where I was in my growth path. So now I had been at the, at the station for 10 years, um, accum like accumulation of the years because I had left a little bit in between. But at that point, I felt as if I had done everything I could. So, you know, when I first started there, my dream was to have my own show. Um, and that was showed up five years after with the social and it was so meaningful because it was such the show itself is such a groundbreaking show with diverse women and all women daytime and the topics that they talk about I felt very proud to be part of that show I was able to do the Oscars which is like huge you know to be able to go and be part of that energy um, I was able to lead a whole team so be able to recruit and hire really you know to get that opportunity to work in TV is is so rare and so to be able to pull in p amazing people to be part of the team was so fulfilling I still love everyone part of that team um, but yeah so 
what was the question again? I lost so, <laughs> the scatterbrain. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, <laughs> recapping how awesome the, the job at the social is. But I'm yeah. asking kind of like what, yeah. how did you know that it was time to oh, give right. up your yeah. amazing career? That was it. It was just, I wasn't inspired anymore. And that's actually when I started doing the Pilates teacher training. And, mm -hmm. and what was interesting about that was it was actually bringing more joy to my work, right? The autopilotness is is a real thing. And when you've been doing it for so many years, I always like to give that suggestion when people, sh um, you know, my clients come to me and they've been doing the same thing. Is like, can you explore something that is bringing you kind of firing up your light outside and just doing that simple thing? It might not mean you're going to go and change your job, but it's going to give you a, a lightness that when you come back to the job or you have a new appreciation for it because you're mm -hmm. not, that's the, not the only thing you're clinging to. Mm -hmm. um, so, I did that and that did make me happy, but it actually inspired me to know that I wanted to move forward. And I think there was little things that really motivated me at that time. You know, mental wellness was a huge topic, mental health. Um, and I was experiencing um, really close people around with me struggling with it. And I felt like there wasn't enough offerings in Toronto, you know, and to have that, to see that happen to people I really care about um, really motivated me to go out and be uh, almost an advocate for mental health and wellness, you know, in the way that I can, which is share meditation in the workplace, share meditation at home, mm -hmm. wherever I can. Mm. It's so cool yeah. to hear that you had that like deeper why guiding you, right? Like yeah, really and wanting to support people. <laughs> yeah, and I got clear messages like on the flip side of it, you know, I've been very lucky where to have this inner conversation that things will show up with clarity. So for instance, you know, my best friend, she was about to go on the tour for her vegan tour and she was the one who created the opportunity to be like, I think this is your time to leave this is your transition. You could work for me and you could do really what you want to do. And I was scared because I have a family and to leave a full-time job, mm -hmm. I had so much doubt. I had so much fear. And it was interesting when I made that decision, I made that decision thinking I was confident in that decision. And still yet when I came to work, I was very nervous and wasn't sure I was going to go through with it. Mm -hmm. That same morning, I had gone to um, an MRI for my breast exam because I had lost my mom many years before to breast cancer. And I really think having both my parents um, die from a disease, I really think that's a almost a correlation to stress management. How are you inspired by life? Mm. Um, how do you keep that connection with the self? And all of those things can deteriorate if and lead to these diseases. Mm -hmm. So when I had that MRI that morning, what had happened was I had gone to back to work and it was the same day and I wasn't quite sure if I was gonna tell my boss. I thought I was gonna go through with it, but I felt like there was going to be this fear that would take over. Mm -hmm. Right when I got to work, I got a phone call back from the MRI saying, we found something, you need to come back this week. And that was, I've never gotten, I've had now so many MRIs because I go annually. I've never had them call me back on the same day to say that they've ever found anything. They've 
that urgent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I knew that was a sign that, you know what, I want to stay here for security, but it's not feeding me energetically and my spirit. Mm-hmm. And if I stay here, I'll be jeopardizing my health. And that's kind of the kind of little kicker that I needed to be like, even though this is so scary, I just need to go through with it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so good to be in tune enough with yeah, your mind and your body and your spirit to, to know that that was a sign and yeah. that it's okay to listen yes. and to follow through. And like you said, it, you did run up against fear. And I think <laughs> probably a lot of people listening really resonate with that. Yeah. But if you ask the universe for a sign and you mm-hmm. get it, then you know, things will work out in your favor. Yes. Ask, ask, ask. ask we ask. forget to ask. And, you know, I still ask. Sometimes I'm walking down the street and I'm having one of those days where, you know, maybe you're not getting the right amount or the sufficient amount of work or, you know, you're still in uncertainty because you're doing so many different things. Mm-hmm. I will be walking down the street. Just give me a sign. Mm-hmm. And then the next person I run into will just give me that confirmation Mm -hmm. and they're not knowing that they're they're meant to give me that confirmation but it happens it's Mm -hmm. it's wild and so I can definitely picture what the listeners are thinking (laughs) right now okay Okay, so you 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 finally did it yes you quit yes and then is it sunshine and rainbows like do you you know what to do the next day when you wake up with your eight hours of work do you feel lost what's that first month or even year of mm. being in business for yourself like it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. That's just the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's all of that and in between there's like those really dark days. I mean, I really had a hard time, you know, with just the physical beingness of knowing that you used to be at a place from 9 to 5 and that would be a place where you were creating money. And so you, for so many days, I would just be somewhere else. And I, I feel like I wasn't doing enough. I feel that I felt like I wasn't where I needed to be because you're not in a physical space where you have that security. And there's things that you realize that all of that is actually just an exercise of <laughs> building your self-worth, right? Like the journey of, I think, Um, exploring something new when it comes to taking that leap as an entrepreneur is this deeper yearning to stand up in what your power is. What is your uniqueness? What do you have to offer beyond what you are offering right now? And sometimes that's just confined in a workplace. Sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes it's simply asking your boss, I want to grow. I've been here for 10 years and it's finding that voice to actually say that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it is finding that voice on your own and finding that voice is a muscle memory, right? Either it's building it through these, you know, teacher training courses on the side. Mm -hmm. Either it's finding your voice and finding something creative and a hobby where you start to build your confidence. Um, But yeah, every day I listen to a lot of podcasts. So like there's something to say about you don't wake up with the energy that you need to stay high on this vibration. You need to uplift yourself and you need to find that compassion and 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 forgiveness if you do find yourself in a state of you know worry or fear to to almost give comfort in that 
you know, like to give, give yourself, treat that as if you were treating your friend, you know, like right away, that's so easy for us when a friend is going through a hard time to give those really convincing um, and really compassionate words. But we often forget to do that to ourselves. And it's natural to feel all of those things when you do um, jump into a pool of unknowingness because there's nothing defining you now. But that's kind of, that's the beauty of it, mm -hmm. right? To have your business is like, you're not defined by anybody else's rules now. And it takes some time to really acknowledge that and mm -hmm. be true to them. Yeah, and I think for us growing up in North America, a society that we've only ever known structure from <laughs> yes. school yes. to our full-time mm -hmm. jobs. It's crazy that you have to break that down when you become an entrepreneur. And it's so yeah. funny for me. I know about five years ago when I started my own business, I felt like I had to work nine to five or mm -hmm. nine to six. And it's taken me three to four years to give myself that grace that it's okay to work hours when you feel inspired, when you feel yes. creative, early mornings, yes. late nights, weekends. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's almost embarrassing that it's taken me that long to remind myself, like I am in control. Of, yeah. Yeah. My, my I like hours. that you mentioned that because I think if anything, if anyone out there is going through that to understand, just to be patient with that process, because you know, when you think of how many years you worked nine to five before you take that leap, that's probably good 10, 20 years that you've created that muscle memory or that wiring of being somewhere and feeling comfortable in that space. And to jump for the first two years, there's, there's going to be that sense of, um, you know, feeling unsteady, mm -hmm. right? And to learn from those low points and to know that in entrepreneurship, failure, sh failure is really just wisdom, <laughs> right? And you're, it's, and it's just jumping back from those failures a little bit quicker each time mm -hmm. that you kind of understand the cycle of failure and successes and how all of it is all part of the process, mm -hmm. you know? Now, what were some of the most impactful efforts that you put out there in order to get clients? Like, did you build right. an amazing website in the early days? Were you knocking on people's doors saying, I'm a mindfulness expert? Like, what did you do to spread the word that people could work with you? Yeah, I mean, I think I just talked about it a lot. Which is so important because yes. a lot of entrepreneurs, they, yes. they're afraid to open their mouth. Yeah, and that's kind of part of, you know, I do a lot of manifestation work. And it's interesting because we forget to celebrate the wins. And we do that. I think there's many reasons why. And that could be just because we are scared to be, you know, boastful. Um, we don't want to be that person to be constantly... Um, you know, oversharing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a thing that we grew up to learn in manners to not overshare. But I think what's interesting is when you, I teach meditation and our brain is naturally always wanting to judge. It, that's just the hardwiring of our brain when it comes to survival. And so to think about that actually translates in what we talk about. And a lot, a lot of the times we'll talk about our problems, we'll talk about what is our struggles, but we rarely talk about what we're excited about. Um, 
I remember that was like, that's one of the valuable things that I've took away from working in the chair at the social is just meeting incredible people like Ariana Huffington um, and the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And I remember doing the makeup of, can you remind me the author of Eat, Pray, Love? Elizabeth Gilbert. Thank you, Elizabeth Gilbert. She gave us a little charm each and it was either a Buddha or a Ganesha. And she goes, my question is, what are you most excited about right now? Because she doesn't, she didn't want to always meet people and and ask, how do you define yourself? Of like, how are you? Because most people will say good, but really, you're not good inside. And we don't want to hear. It's not that you don't want to hear negative things. You want to promote people to share things that are fueling them right now. Um, and so I think for me, it was just being open also to talking to anyone, you know, without, I think in a structured system, it teaches you to be fearful of people who may maybe above you. And I think what, what, what was nice about the space of learning meditation and connection with others is how can we connect to people on a human level and not be scared to just ask questions, whether it be, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, launching this. I see you've done this before. Would you have time to meet and maybe chat about it? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I think just coming from that place of wanting to learn and wanting to share was really what created my opportunities. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. It's such a good reminder. It's funny because a lot of my clients they're yeah. like so deep into writing their business plan and they're building a website mm -hmm. and I'll say to them like, have you told anyone about this? Are you talking to people? Right. Maybe trying to find a mentor yeah. in your industry who's built this before. And they're like, oh no, no, no. I'm like waiting until I have it all ready. And I'm yeah. like, it's okay. Like you need to build community around your ideas yeah. and your visions yeah. and start bringing people in on yeah. what you want to accomplish because yeah. they're only going to take you further than you could go alone. Yeah. And I think that those are like it's hard because I think, again, it's that mem that that conditioning that we have that we don't want to share. It's actually really interesting now that I'm thinking about it because I was just talking about this to someone that I taught at Deloitte yesterday, and she was talking about women in business. And I have this book of Harvard Business Reviews. And one thing that they talk about that is different about women in boardrooms is that men will go around and pitch their ideas to everyone in the office and women will do that. They'll keep their idea to themselves and then when they come into the group, they're kind of standing alone trying to fight for that idea. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to hear that because we all do that naturally. And so for me to get comfortable talking that way because I never, I still have a hard time um, sharing and boasting. This is why I have Tiffany from Penelope <laughs> PR with me is she's the one who always helps bring that voice out. And um, it's a practice. So I think first steps for anyone and doing that is sometimes hard to just like jump in and start talking to everybody. But choose a friend who maybe is kind of who might be an entrepreneur or even just your best friend to practice the art of mm -hmm. just talking about what you're excited about. I just finished my numbers. The, it was so challenging. It's so new, but I was able to get through, you know, the financial part of my business plan. And mm -hmm. I'm so excited that this is what's going to happen. Though that's a, 
a small step in a business plan, but a huge step, yeah, right? Or even to, to know your mission statement. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I was finally clear on my mission statement. Yeah. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. Yeah. But to talk about it, there's, there is a energetic difference between just writing something and talking about it. Right? I totally, totally agree. Yeah. So Natalie, when someone asks you today, so what exactly do you do? <laughs> How do you describe that? Like what, does your business offer? What are you about? Um, give us Gosh. the pitch here. <laughs> I mean, online, you know, for people to digest it a little bit and to be, I think, you know, there's there's definitions that I think you need to know your audience. So if you were to ask me if you saw my website and, you know, my Instagram, it's I'm a meditation coach. Mm-hmm. I'm a meditation teacher um, in some aspects. When I think of what I actually do when I'm with people, I am truly just allowing them to come back to what is natural. And so I think with meditation, what it allows you to do is come back to the breath with it just something so natural to us. Um, when you, we rarely think about the power and impact of the breath. The breath is there to offer us oxygen. Oxygen is really what fuels all of our organs <laughs> it's what you know circulates all of our brain functioning um, without oxygen we couldn't do all of those things and I think you know with city life with new challenges new ventures that stress level goes up mm-hmm. and so it's like how can you come back to what is natural which is feeling calm and know that this is just a new stage it's nothing to feel overly stressed about it's to find a place where you could move through it with a little bit more ease and grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in order to serve this mission of bringing people yeah. back to what's natural, I know you offer things like retreats and you've got yeah. pocket meditation. So can you just walk us through maybe two or three of your core offerings right now and how yeah. people can work with you? Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite thing right now is working one-on-one with people. So I work with a lot of actually entrepreneurs online where I offer something called freedom sessions and they're, um, six, you know, six, like 10, 15 minute sessions that you could book anytime you need to. And those are times when you're feeling overwhelmed by being on your journey. Right. Um, and so I help you guide, I guide you through, um, meditations online, either through FaceTime, through zoom, whatever it may be. Um, and then the other ones I like to always offer as much free things. I want it to be accessible. So you could catch my free meditations, which is, um, online on YouTube. They're called pocket meditations and they're videos that you could watch and you could listen to. And then I do those live on Instagram twice weekly. And so I just put my schedule up. And so that's just, if you're catching me, you know, it's one of those things, the temptation of having your own time. We often spend time on social media scrolling. And so I always find people will be like, I found you at the right time. I'm about to drop into meditation. And that's really what they need is to refocus versus being distracted perhaps by um, you know, the IG. Um, and then oh, the biggest expansion started last year, which is a retreat with my best friend, Lauren Toyota. And it's an all vegan retreat that is hosted by the Getaway Co. So that's happening in April 7 to 17 in Bali. And it's a 10 day meditation retreat, vegan retreat. And so we kind of 
walk you through the Live With Purpose program that was created specifically to experience through Bali, but you can also do that at home. So it's available online um, and it's kind of a way to reconnect to the self, your purpose, um, if you've been stuck lately. Mm, that sounds so amazing. Yes. Definitely something that a lot of people in Toronto probably <laughs> need. Um, if someone was interested in the retreats, uh, yeah. where could they learn more about that? Yeah, if you go to my website, I have all of those offerings. So it's www.nataliematthias.com. Yeah, and I will link that in the show notes. And before we wrap up, mm -hmm. I want to ask you one final question that sure. I asked to all of our guests. Um, like I mentioned before we started recording, we have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs that listen to the show. And for someone listening who is yearning to start up a side hustle or a passion <sighs> project, but they just have no idea where to start and they're feeling just that heaviness of like, I don't know what to do. What advice might you offer them based on your own experience? Yeah, I mean, I think that discovery comes from pausing and listening. So I don't think it's, you know, the, the activities of doing things to fuel your life and hobbies that just bring you joy is to remember what it feels like to enjoy life again. And, and through that space, you can be inspired, right? When you're stuck, I think what's hard is to even find that joy. And so that's, I think, where the power of meditation is, where you could notice in stillness what is truly bothering you because a lot of those things are deeply rooted and it just needs clarity. And the hard part with finding clarity in what your purpose is or where you want to go is that we're so consumed with stress and that's really what fogs the clarity. And so the first step is to clear that fogginess and the best way to do that in my mind is to find a meditative state is just to be with yourself to learn more about yourself and reconnect with yourself most of the time I find when I meet new entrepreneurs they just don't know what they want they don't know where they they're going and they're just stuck mm -hmm. and I think it's through this pause where you allow yourself to listen those things will start to become more clear. Mm. Yeah. I thought that might be your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for being on the Visionary Life podcast. Thanks, I Kelsey. so enjoyed this conversation and could probably talk to you all day. Um, I will plug all of your social channels and the website. Uh. So for anyone listening who wants to connect with Natalie, definitely encourage them to do that. So thank oh. you so much. Thanks, Kelsey. Such a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So if you could help me out by rating and reviewing this show on your iTunes app, I would be so grateful. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories. Just make sure to tag me at Kelsey Riddle. If you're feeling stuck, uninspired, stagnant, bored, or confused in what your next step should be, it's time to take action. Please reach out because I would love to connect with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.